razzle dazzle razzle dazzle them did <laughs> did you know i was googling this morning do you know that there's a band name rasmus uh yeah actually i do uh why do i know that and it's a pretty famous band too it's not like you know just like a little garage band it's a pretty I big these guys and aren't chumps yeah exactly and then i think there's also um I think there's another. I think that's an actor too. It's just a good name. That's why. It's, is that like the? Is it the Ryan of Denmark? Mm, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, actually, you know, a friend of mine just had a baby yesterday, and he asked for recommendations, and I gave him like a good list of options of variants from Rasmus, like Ras, uh, Rassle Dassel, Rasmus, Ras with C's, Ras with S. Uh, there's so many good variants you can do off that name. This is this is a really good name. So, but your brother's name is Magnus? Correct. Is Magnus like the Mike of Denmark? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get some uh, context. Yeah, it is basically. It's, it's Mike of Mike from, yeah, similar to Mike and Ryan from US. Yeah, I would say so. Is everybody in, in Denmark named Rasmus or, uh, or Magnus? Is that it? Those are the two options you get? Yeah, probably about 90%. I feel like everybody in Mexico's name's Jose or Carlos. Those are it. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's facts, basically. Yeah. And where are you right now? Because I see this worldly map behind you, and in San Diego, I'm gonna the be world. there. I'm gonna be there tomorrow. Are you ready to start team camp? I I never know with you, but yeah, if you say so, yeah, and I'll be. What do you mean you never know with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're pretty consistent. Uh, yeah, let's do it. What are we doing? Well, I mean, I think. You and I are you, me, Cole, uh, are getting together tomorrow. We're gonna get some training in, and then I think on Thursday, I think of the first like full time team training. I think Ka Matt lands at eight o'clock, and we're basically gonna pick him up and take him straight to the kids' camp on on Thursday. On Thursday, because that's that's the gym that we usually go to. Apex doesn't close until like. 11 o'clock okay. that's probably when the best kids come in like the ones that like dress up like batman and stuff that's the ones we really want to be training with wait so we're picking them up at 8 p.m from the airport we're yeah. driving to apex that's the one is that the one up in uh in vista or is that the one in san diego the one, the one that we've gone to a bunch of times okay, in san okay. Diego. So that's only like 20 minute drive okay so we'll be there at like 8 30 and 9 okay I'm, and then I'm i say we go straight to the bar we just cut the edge off we all get wasted Sounds good to me. Pull the trigger before we leave so we can cle cleanse the palate. And then we train hard Thursday. I say Thursday, we go to uh, the Battle Bunker course. We've got a lot of stuff going on. And then, fr sorry, Friday, we go to the Battle Bunker course. Saturday, we're coming up here and spending a couple days. And basically, we'll go to the same kids' camp. We'll do some mountain adventures uh, outside of the house. We should probably get a worm. Do the you can bring it with us, yeah. We can do we can do that. We've got a worm out here too, but if you have a worm, we can just do the workouts here at the house. That'd be awesome. If you did yesterday, we had Cole on a worm yesterday. How did you do? Oh, fantastic. That guy's just an athlete. He just always adapts and figure out a way. I like Cole Daddy. So I was doing some Googling about you, and I don't really know how to bring this up, but would you mind just Googling um Rasmus uh Anderson real quick? Is that short for Rasmussen? Rasputin? No, but you know what? Like that's what everyone calls me, though. Like, I, okay, so I'll give you that. Like, the problem with this name is that mm -hmm. everyone gets it like wrong, and it's not like it doesn't bother me at all. But the problem is like that when it gets it wrong on the social security number. Like, I still to this date have had been battling with American Express for ten years to get my uh, my, my credit score fixed uh, because they yeah. spelled my last name wrong. So Rasputin is a, is a very common version of it that people um, will get wrong, but it's, no, it's not. Um, okay, what am I seeing here? I'm seeing the. Can you can you Google it, Ryan, and bring it up on the screen? Yep. What name? What full name am I googling here? Yes, R A S M U S, and then Anderson. So A N D E R S E N. That's S O N. S E N. That's exactly that's exactly the actor I'm talking about right there. He pops up. Yeah, he he uh, he was your. People don't get that. Was, I have uh, Google searches. Do you mean this? Um, yeah, bring it up, bring it up. I need to, I need to have some context here because we right, really need to have a conversation, Ras. After doing some googling, yeah. you called me out on the name the other day. One of your friends were like, thought you were, "They thought you were a faker." Are you a Swedish ice hockey player? No. Type in Rasmus Anderson. Uh, I did just CrossFit. 
All right. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, it was also uh, like I have a good story when I met Lauren. Like Lauren's um, her her grandma, uh, she wasn't super stoked about like Lauren dating like a foreigner. So like she could never get my name wrong. And the first time she would like she, she would call me like Scott. Like that was me. And he was like, "What's her, what is his name again?" And then like Lauren's mom didn't was, like that you were dating a foreigner. I like this story already. Oh no, right. she's very much images. Like, go to images. Ryan, big dog. All right. Is it? Is there a delay on the screen here? There you go. There you go. Okay, let's go to picture two. This oh, guy, Ras. What the that's, fuck, man? Yeah, that's a lot of Photoshop. It took me a long time to put that picture together. <laughs> Dude, you. We're training with Ras like 3.0. Ras right now is is thick. He's thick and powerful. But who is this guy? Who's this? That's, that's what I look like right now. If I took my shirt off G right now, that's what I Who's look this like. GQ model? GQ model, Rasmussen. This, this men's health cover model. And <laughs> what's okay. going on? Ras, you didn't right. want to tell me about this? Vice I mean, look at all these pictures. I mean, look at the one with you carrying the kettlebells. I mean, Oh, that was got, pretty good, too. I was you shredded. I was pretty jacked here. But I would say that's pretty much what I am right now, though. I'm, I'm not far off. Maybe a couple couple pounds at the most okay let's leave it at that let's leave it at that i'm just a little bit confused okay, specific, okay that so look that at one the right size there, of your chest in this uh that that year i was really lean like that like there was like that was 2000 that's 2016 right there the one that, the first one you showed was 2018 that's when i had a pretty good year at CrossFit games and then the other one with the deadlift the one mm. over to the right with the blue shorts that was, I was that was the lightest I've ever been. That was 2000 and um, I want to say that's 2015, and I was 205, and that was too light for me. Like that, I just I did not feel good at that. Too light. Yeah. Let's just get some stats up here. Mm -hmm. You've won the affiliate cup, I think, in 2013. 14. 14, yeah. and then you guys were on a podium again. Uh, in 19, yes. Okay, so only a handful of years ago, and then you took sixth in the CrossFit Open. In 2015, did I? Yeah, that was a really yeah, it was a good opening. Yeah. And then you took eighth as an individual at the CrossFit Games. In stats 18. wise, these are all crazy. These are all crazy, crazy good stats. And when you go to the CrossFit Open, I think in 2015 there was like 300,000 people that competed. That was a good year. I think I was the highest person, like highest ranked Open athlete that year to not qualify for the games. That's that's a record I hold too. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> How the heck? What what happened to that version of Rasmus? He just missed out on a lot of good food for like ten years, and when 2020 came, um, he just decided to go nuts. So he yeah. stopped training and eating ice cream, basically, and then like that kind of like backfired real quick. All right, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, so we're just gonna have this conversation. We're gonna skin the cat on all this stuff. So you're from Denmark, born and raised. You were born there. Clearly, you were destined for greatness. Give us, like, just paint a picture for us. What is Denmark like? Because if I paint a picture, I close my eyes. I say, Malibu has these rolling hills coming down into the ocean. It's pristine, and there's palm trees and, you know, beaches and bays and seagulls. What's the picture you're painting for us? Let me see. Let me try to close my eyes. Mm, flat. Yes. Old. A lot of rain. Um, <laughs> old, did I say rain too? Yeah, no, um, no, nah. <laughs> um, no, I honestly, I like uh, Denmark is a beautiful country. Uh, it, this is it's very different, obviously, different culture. Um, it's very, very nice. Like, um, in the summer, it's just very small. Like, uh, people, you have six million people, less than six million people in Denmark. So, like, we're the size of like what, like half of San Diego or something like that. Really? Um, uh, might be getting the stats wrong there, but yeah, I, we were yeah, we're tiny. Like we're less than six million people. I haven't checked like latest, but like that's that's about the ballpark. So small country. Um, it's very like we've got four seasons. Um, we're a very flat country. People think we are like next to like Norway and Sweden, so we're like really good at skiing and stuff like that. But reality is like it's completely flat. We have no no hills, barely any hills. Five point eight, five point eight million. Yep, sounds right. Thank you. Um, so it, uh, so it's beautiful. Uh, very beautiful green. Um. But red, like white in the, in the winter, green in the summer. Um, I really like it. It's beautiful. Give me an example. W let's hit some stats here. What would you say that um, Denmark is best known for? Like, what what's what are the, some of the, the key parts? Like, if you 
you're like, oh, like United States is known for being like, you know, the biggest, baddest country in the world. Like what's Denmark's thing? Mm, all right, we got really good hot dogs, like a good sausages. That's really nice. 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 That's really good ice cream. Uh, that like That's just an amazing combo right there. Hot dog and ice cream after. What about um, the Little Mermaid statue? A quick Google search says Denmark is most known for the Little Mermaid statue and for being the happiest nation worldwide. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the happiest country. Yeah, yeah, for like multiple years. Which is so odd because you'd think that being up in places like that, the people would be less happy. But Ras, every time we do anything, has the best attitude. (laughs) Oh, that's true, but thank you. Um, But we'll look like let's talk about the mermaid. Uh, That one is probably the most overrated thing we have. That's probably one thing I'm a little embarrassed about in in actual Denmark. that like that don't go to Denmark to see that one. If, if you miss that one, it's, it's okay. That's a tourist trap. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to know what uh, what Denmark's greatest exports are? If you had to guess, top three, what are they? Can I guess two? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. You go. Oh, I thought it was meant to like people listening. Um, I would say. Oh shoot! Oh, this is going to be really bad. Actually, I should. It's kind of um, sad. Pork. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um. I want to say we're exporting a lot of milk and cheese, but I could be wrong about that. Um, like maybe some corn. I don't know. Okay, I'm, I lost. I, I just let's just stick to the pork and pretend you, I'm smart. You crush, dude. The number one export for you guys is pigs meat, pork. <laughs> Two point six four billion. The second one is iron structures. I don't know what that means, but one point two nine billion. Like the wind turbines. Is, yeah, crude crude petroleum, and then. The fourth one, which should be kind of the first one also, is just pigs. Like, they don't <laughs> chop the pigs up. They just give the pigs away. What can I say? We like, we like our bacon. What the heck? So are you saying that every person has a couple pigs in their backyard? Is that what I should be yeah, expecting up there? Yeah, we do. We love our pigs. I'm not, as the, not honestly. I'm not serious. We, like, there's not – like, there's city. Obviously, we have Copenhagen. It's the capital of Denmark. There's a lot of – like, there's a lot of city in, like, there. Like, But other than that, we have a lot of um, just – smaller towns um and there is a lot of pigs there really are i mean i grew up with like pigs across from um across my house so yeah yeah we'll pet them my friend had a like pig for like as like his pet um yeah a little teacup pigs this has got to be i think this is going to be my favorite conversation we've had to date this (laughs) this podcast so far has already won my heart and soul so it was a black pig with white dog it was quite sad when he died anyway sorry this is very cute. Um, so you come together. You you you've got this great nation of happiness and pigs. Maybe they're commingled. There's something going on here. Maybe we should consider that here in the states. There's a certain point where a man starts to blossom, and he's like, "I want to go take on the world." And you know, I can't. Was it the arc of CrossFit that brought you out to California, or was it just this kind of thing where you're just a a Danish boy and you're like, "I would love mm-hmm. to go to America." My English was way worse than that, by the way. Like that was like when I moved here, like that was like like half of that. It was so bad. Um, no, I was in the, like yeah, a little bit of both. I was in the, uh, a little bit of that and a little bit of uh, I was in the military. Um, in well, I was in the Royal Navy Lifeguard. This is the one with like a big hat. That would actually almost be fun if you pulled up a picture of that because that's also embarrassing. Um, so that's the one to stand in front of the Queen's Palace and you just stand still and like people come take pictures of you. Um, so that was that, that was rather. Um, just frustrating when you're standing there in rain is just like you're standing out there with your gun and you're just like looking out in the middle of nowhere and it's like 3 a.m in the morning and it's pitch black and no one's there this is Um, my life but you were one of the guys that people would try to go up and like crack jokes to to get the yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah the amount of like japanese like or asians say like oh i gotta be a little careful not offending anyone but like I, i imagine i would be sitting in a couple million albums uh, or picture frames in, in Asia somewhere, just people taking pictures. Um, so yes, that's what I did for a long time. And it was, it got me to a point where like I needed to do something different. So yeah, I think like I made a decision at 3am in, in the morning, one morning as I was walking out in the middle of the rain and just like hating life a little bit. Uh, not so happy at that point to, uh, to say, okay, I got to get out of here. So yeah, I, uh, I signed up for a language school in America in 2013 to kind of combine traveling with also CrossFit and, and then pick San Diego because I knew there was a, a good CrossFit gym there. You came uh, to America for the gyms, learned English on the way. Yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah. 
It was a language school. I signed up. Like, you had, you had to sign up for a language school. Like, if you don't have a reason, like, you could only get 90 days on, a, like, a ESTA visa, like a, visa, like a tourist visa, essentially. Um, so I had to sign up for a language school, and that can give me six months on a visa. So that's the loophole? Uh, there's, lo like, lots of loopholes. There's also this loophole where you go to Mexico, you dig under a fence, and then you can basically stay forever. Um, but I didn't get to that one. I just took the little visa out. You know. So can you bring up one of those pictures? I want people to really be able to see what Rasmus looked like because I just Googled the image. I'm and trying. that's Res Military, Royal so, Guard? It will be the Royal, Royal Navy Lifeguard, Denmark. It's ridiculous. Do you still have your hat? Oh, no, you don't get to keep that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? That is like state property, right? We don't get to keep anything. I, do, I actually had really big issues when I was in there because you have to have on your pants – you have to uh, have these press folds on the front. You can visibly see and on the back. So you have you to such have the like, thighs. Yeah. On, so it was a big problem when we would, I would do it in the morning, I would put them on, but because my thighs were so thick and they weren't custom made to me, then like my thighs would take out the whole space in the pan and make them flat. So whenever we would show up for like, uh, you know, in the morning for um, whatever it's like checkup, they would like call me out on not having these press folds and I would actually get Damn you Rasmus with your thick thighs. <laughs> Literally what happened. Yeah. Became a little so they put you in the back. They're like, yeah, Rasmus yeah, with his chunky thighs need to be in the back. Yeah, that's basically what happened. The only good thing that kind of – like they were starting to cut me a little bit of slack towards the end of it because they realized I was like pretty serious about training. So they, they started to get a little bit nicer towards the end. But in the beginning with that, no idea. Man, they're they pretty rough on me. You may be at this point considered to be Denmark's greatest export because I'm trying to think of – give me some examples of some other famous Danish athletes. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I'm pretty sure the other six million people in Denmark wouldn't agree. But um, I mean, but do we have a lot? Like, okay, for being a small country, we're actually doing pretty well in sport. Uh, we just like you wouldn't know this sport, but handball, like, like that's handball savage. Game. Yeah, we just won a world championship like a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've been pretty consistent on doing really well in that. Um, Batman, really good. We're just good at different sports and over here. Like, we, we don't know how to play baseball. We don't know how to play American football and stuff like that. But you guys are really good at shuttlecock. Shuttlecock. Yeah, that, that's a really good that. I think we're the world undefeated world champion for 10 years. You know, it's, it's so weird. Like, Norway, such a tiny country. They are dominating sports right now. For some reason, that yeah. belt of nations up there, Finland was taking on like all of the best track and field scores for a while. They were the best, uh, you know, track and field throwers. For some reason, you guys are just up there putting in the work. And then the Icelandic and, and CrossFit and Strongman, they're just champions. So something's going on either in the water or something at like the longitude latitude lines up there just mm. changes. Maybe it's the magnetic frequency of the planet, but you guys are tough. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There is, I mean, there really is some truth to it. I, I, I want to think it's more like culture. I think that's a million dollar question right there, though. But I, I think it's lays a little bit in the culture. Probably a mix of everything, really. But I think the culture is just like very different from over here. Well, I mean, give me an example. I bet you. I feel like the United States is just always like one sentence flowing into the next one of bitching about current situations. Oh, yeah. I don't like about this law. I don't like about this opportunity. I don't like, you know, these people are suppressed and these people have something going on. I don't like the president and then into the next election and wave through. I feel like when I go into other countries, like I, I don't hear you guys complain about almost anything. It just seems to be just like, okay. Yeah, I, I really think it is. Like, I don't know. And I don't know what it is. I wasn't expecting us to talk about politics, but like that is so true though. Like it really is. I'm not, it doesn't have to be about yeah, politics by any mean. means. I'm just saying like, um, it doesn't seem like you guys, like yeah, I, I travel a fair amount for work. And, and it's strange. It really is strange, right? Like, because uh, it does feel like that over here. Like, okay, granted, I was, when I was, I think I was 19 when I left, right? So like, I never really was like, uh, it was still in my young, I was like, like, at that point, I was still a kid. So like, I hadn't really seen the world in Denmark, maybe as a, as an adult, really at that point. But um, it, we'd never, we never really do complain about that stuff. It's just, uh, we're very like, just okay with the situation. And like, like, I mean, really, we are happy with it. I mean, I, so like, when we are when we, when saying we're the happiest country, like, and like, no one in Sweden, by the way, are rank, ranking really high, like all the Scandinavian countries are ranking really high in this like happiness. And like, you can say that's kind of a bullshit scale or whatever they're ranking it based off of. But but there is some truth to that, that we are generally speaking a, a pretty happy country in the sense that we don't complain about things. And it is true over here, there's just a constant uh, state of always something being wrong, whether it's the government or um, 
taxes. There's just always like there's just always something that like people complain about. It's really is true, and I do think there is something to that as well. Um, don't know exactly what it is, but I think you're right. Can I, ask I think you, when you uh, for for general days of work, let's say you don't go into the CrossFit field, how many banker holidays or how many vacations are you getting? Because I think compared to America, I think that's kind of the the separating might be a separating factor of of what scales that level of happiness is the amount of national holidays that y'all get your work life rela- uh, relationship is a lot more balanced probably mm. much more um oh yeah i, I don't know exactly the, the, the days off but like yeah i mean we just we get much much more maternity leave is another good example like the amount of maternity leave um you also get paternity leave dude like if you guys had a kid you get time off oh I, like a mandatory time off like um my kid my brother just had a kid and he got i forget exactly how long but he has like he has to take time off like he literally like is forced time off um so yeah if you if you're female um in your mid-20s or whatever and decide to have like eight kids you're essentially <laughs> you could take the next about 10 years off and literally not work and get paid so uh, really? uh, yeah another loophole i think sweden has even longer maternity leave um, if you go to like Sweden, you, you can literally like, you can, looks like I know where I'm kids. getting married. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what it is. Can you imagine hiring a new MRS, you know, and then she's just for the next 10 years of like, like not working. Um, I'd hire I, him, I think it's, it's not that simple. And I'm, I'm sure people like, I'm like, what is this guy talking about? But there is, <laughs> there is some truth to that. Uh, you, you have very long maternity leave and uh, yeah. So you get out of this incredibly amazing place where there's tons of magical pigs and furry hats and pants that are so form-fitted to your thighs that it's impossible to keep the line straight. And this sounds like a fantasy land. I don't know why you'd want to leave it. But now you're taking me through this arc where you come across the globe. San Diego. Why San Diego? Well, so like... I mean, obviously, it had to be a place that was good weather. As I said, I made this decision 3 a.m. in the morning, and it was pouring rain. I was cold and freezing. So, like, it had to be warm. So that kind of eliminates a lot of countries right there. Like, I was like, it has to be warmer year-round. So, um, like, kind of honestly, like, and, and I've been to California in 2010 with my family. We had done, like, a road trip. It's really nice. Um, and I wanted to go back. It was a very nice trip. So I knew I wanted to go back to California because of the good weather, and, and it was a good place. It was very interesting to me. So I, I was in between – uh, San Francisco and San Diego. San Francisco because there was cross for San Francisco and there were some good names up there at that point in time. Uh, at this point in time, like they're all OGs and and I think most of them are out of the CrossFit space. Um, and then there was the San Diego with CrossFit and Mictus, uh that also had really good athletes. Um, at that point, I like there was Josh Bridges was training there. Lauren um, was there. So like I'd already um, I'd, I'd seen like some names um, that like that I just wanted to come train with. And um, that's why I picked San Diego. Did you see Lauren on Instagram? You're like, I gotta go. Dude, dude, this is pre-Instagram. I think like I don't even know. I don't think Lauren had an Instagram account back in 2013. I want to say she started hers in 14. Um, so this is like no, this is back when you actually had to go www.crossfitandmakethis.com and you go to that website and I'll just take a look at it. Um, seems like so long ago now, but um, no, I, it was just on the website. And I didn't do necessarily a deep dive. It was just, um, but I did actually. Yeah, I, I came across Lauren. Long story short. There you go. Did you know that you were talented, by the way? Like, did you know that you had the no. chance to be a superstar or were you no. just like blindly going on passion? Passion, 100%. Um, I had competed. Did you care if like, you never got to be the point where you were going to be good or did you care a lot? Well, you got, I mean, I went because I was, I wanted to do, like, I wanted to get it, like, just live somewhere else. And, like, so, like, the, the main reason was not necessarily. CrossFit is definitely a really big part of it. And I was at that point getting a lot better. Um, and I was starting to like, it was also, I mean, I was young. So like I was hitting kind of like the, the stage of my life where I was like, like, I don't know, hormones were starting to get better. I don't know. It's just, I'd lost some weight. So like I, I was in a transition in my life, I think, where like things were just lining up to become better. And yeah, at that point, like, I was certainly, I think I had, like, I had done pretty well. But no, my, inten- my intention, I should say, was never to go to San Diego and then try to qualify for the CrossFit Games. That, is, that was still a very foreign um, thing to me, so that never really crossed my mind. It's so interesting how somebody – like I feel like you're the kind of guy from the limited time that I know you. You just show up and do everything, and you allow it to happen. And yeah. you yeah. don't seem to take stuff too seriously, but you always end up to be in pretty serious positions. Like you end up in the CrossFit Games. You end up getting invited to this – Dubai championship, you will just go do an Ironman. Like they're all serious situations. 
but you're not taking it that seriously and you do well in almost everything. I don't know if I do well, but thank you. I, it, I mean, it's hard I, to say you didn't do well, dude. I just read off your stats. You took sixth <laughs> right, in the I open, yeah, eighth as an individual. Well. You won the affiliate cup. You took third in 2019. Like I'm a big believer. I've been competing for you know, over a decade now. And I know so well, like one of the best things that I've always, I considered myself to be at is watching people and knowing mm -hmm. which ones I have to pay attention to, to compete against. And basically there's the people that come in like a firecracker, like, you know, the ones that like you just light it and it makes this big explosion and everybody will pay attention, but then it's done. You can't light that thing again. Those are those rookie year like people that like come in, crush it and show up at the CrossFit games and just like dominate and stumble their way onto the podium or top 10. And then the, the next five right. years, you know, one ever hears from them again. Um, but somebody like you, like maybe you weren't directly on target every single time, but you're always right around the bullseye. You know, you sixth, eighth, like, yeah, you didn't win the CrossFit games, but you're as you're you're basically like a, a repeat offender. Like you're, you're good. Um, yeah, no, I had some good years. I had some good years. I must've been really lucky. Um, no, I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a good competitor. I don't always think my, I don't know. I don't always think my, my cards necessarily um, are the best. I just think I'm happy to be, um, I happen to, to take full advantage of what I have. Um, and I think I'm, maybe I'm good at that. Thick guys. Big guys, guys save lives. I, see that you you saying that as a compliment, but that is a like. Let's just talk about that. They are large. They are very large guys, <laughs> but they are not strong. So it's like I get like here's like they are way like I don't if I were to guess how much my thighs are. I look, I'm just looking at them right now. If you take the chunk from my hip to my knee and just put on a scale, I would say that guy right there to the right is probably like a good. 30 pounds at least probably like a 40 pounder so i was about to say a 40 pound dumbbell was my guess so like i just sit with like two 40 pound dumbbells and they're weak they can't squat they can't do anything so like i'm struck i'm heavy guy on a long story short i don't think i was always blessed with the best genetics when it comes to that stuff you know what's funny my genetics are completely built differently i have very skinny legs and then i have really big butt cheeks <laughs> <laughs> I've got no thighs. If you put both of my thighs together, it'd be one of your thighs. I've got embarrassing uh, tiny legs. Well, I got embarrassing big legs, and they're like just weak. Anyway, can you imagine they're strong? Oh, God. Yeah, that's why we're a good match. Have you seen the uh, the the uh, the what's it? They call him Quadzilla. He's the track cyclist. Yes, yes, yes that yes, might yes. be your sport, dude. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking. I do have a good power output. I was thinking about for a long time to do like the indoor cycling. Do you know what you do? Like the circling? Palindrome? Um, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what I'm talking that, about. That will be fun. Yeah. So what would you say is the difference between you and the average CrossFitter? Because I'm going to give you my, my synopsis afterwards. But like there's something different. Something has to be the – there's an X factor. X there's factor. like this – yeah, there's this extra factor that you must have – because on paper, like, you're not the strongest person. You're not the fastest person. You're not the tallest. You're not the shortest. You're not – like, there's not anything if you just, like, look at you, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's definitely going to go to CrossFit Games. What was your what was your X factor? Well, I think it was – like well, as I said, like, I think I'm a good competitor. So I think I, I somehow managed to extract, like, the full potential. I think a lot of people don't do that. I think we talked about it the other day, like, how people sometimes they can show up in practice but don't always know how to put their – put the cards together when it comes for real time competition. So I think that's one thing like utilizing your full potential. I think I'm from a generation in CrossFit where like you could, I'm, I'm probably right in between like these two different generations where like I came from a time where you could still, even without talent, you could make it work. Like you could make it really far in CrossFit by working really hard simply because like this is a new sport. Then there was a generation before me. I mean, there was, that was all about like who had done like prior sports and like who's willing to put into work because I was not like at that point in time, you don't even know, like you didn't even know who was like, what is the right genetics for like to be a good CrossFitter. Uh, now, like nowadays it's different. Like now, like people growing up, like there's like certain portions, like it's just it, the margins becoming much smaller nowadays to be a good athlete. So I think, I think I'm from a time where like, if you were in real, willing to put in the work, you could make it pretty far. So I think the, the combination of I was willing to put in a lot of work and time into my training and then combining with also being able to extract like my full potential wherever I would go compete. Um, I think those two were, 
X factors, whatever you want to call that. Um, the fact is that maybe Mike helped me out. Was it a honed craft or were you born with it? I'm probably born with it, actually. I do believe some of that becomes like that you're born with that or not. I think it'd be trained, but I think that is one thing that I think actually when it comes to CrossFit, in my opinion, like I do think like CrossFit is, uh, is turning out to be this like 80%, whatever, 75%, 80% uh, mentality. Like you just have to have mental, um, not, I don't know if mental toughness is the right word, but you got to be able to like just push through when other people don't want to do that. And I, I guess you can say mental toughness. I just don't really always like that word, but um it's a lot like there's a lot, just a lot of it is just like the willingness to push through. I think a lot of people, like vast majority, will get to the point where things start to hurt and then they'll stop. Uh, I'm sure you're well aware of that as well. So like it's just like the difference between the person that gets to that point where it starts to hurt and stops versus the person that can keep going for another couple of minutes and push it like the boundary a little bit further. Um, I think that's the difference. So, Rath, when you were growing up, you 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 said you wanted to come to America because uh, CrossFit was interesting to you. So, were you deadlifting and and doing all these compound lifts and Olympic style lifts, and then you stumbled across it and you're like, "Damn, America has that! I'm I'm doing this every day. Might as well go try it." Yeah, I mean, like back then, you're like and wrestling are all caught up a lot, but like um, back then, like CrossFit was really like it was blowing up in America versus like in Europe, it was still tiny over where I was from. So it really was the only place that it, it, it made sense for me. Like there's, like I said, like Europe was catching on at that time and starting to like get bigger, but there was really just one, like one place to be. And that was in the U S and that point in time I was doing CrossFit. So I was training everything and I was looking at my times, comparing it to people's like typically from the U S and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I can get closer and closer. I can hang some time. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just made sense to go to the U S and I was, cool practicing all that already. I think the thing that changed my life was my brothers. I got the shit beaten out of me so often. Yeah. Are you the youngest or old? Where are you at? Never, I'm the youngest of three. Oh yeah. You would get beat up then. And I had no opportunities other than to be more clever, conniving and just, I don't know, agile about whatever experience we're in. Cause we play a lot of paintball, fist fighting, rock fights, BB gun fights, you know, pools, dude, I had such a fear of water for the longest time. Cause my brothers would just drag me to the bottom of the pool. And that's you learn. Uh-huh. But honestly, though, that's funny you say that I can't resonate because I'm the oldest of two and I'm probably the one beating up the, long, the younger one. But my wife, Lauren, she says the same thing. She's the youngest, uh, like she has three older brothers, youngest of the siblings. And she's saying the same thing that like her journey, like to become who she is, she is today is the same thing as you're saying. Like that was, brothers beating maybe not beating her i'm being a little rough in the word there but like like but growing it, up it doesn't matter i mean it's just like you know pressure yeah. forms diamonds it doesn't have to be physical pressure it yes. can just be kind exactly. of pushing somebody and getting exactly. them going yeah. um so we've we found out that you basically have gone through two lives there's rasmus 2019 and before and then there's current rasmus i'm actually yeah. more interested in current rasmus because you seem to be like the most interesting man in the world. Every time I sit down with you, there's something new going on. You're like, oh, well, you know, I've got this like car rental thing and I've got, well, I've got this rental over here and then I've got, you know, my office and then I've got gym timers and then we have grown strong. And then I've got this other thing that I'm working on. And I'm like, how many things, do you, how, how many facets of your life do you have? Yeah. Jury duty, you you are the most fascinating man in San Diego, at least. I I think I have a problem where I get too excited real quick. Like, if you were like, hey, Rast, I think we should do this. I have this problem where I just get really excited about it and, like, we'll go all in. And that – it's a double, like, double-edged sword because it can be a good one sometimes. But, man, it could backfire all of a sudden when you just, like – Holy crap! I got myself real deep into a lot of things right now, and um, and that's what I find myself in sometimes. But like, I enjoy it. Like, the thing is, like, I enjoy doing stuff. Like, I love doing new things, explore. Um, like, probably like a new version of me enjoying Joy's business more now. So now it's like a lot of it is based around that. But but it's also it's based around having fun, really. Like, I I want to do things that I enjoy. So yeah, I want to go to North Korea with you, do a marathon, and I want to go to Mount Everest next year. I he keeps on trying to convince me to go do a, a marathon in North Korea. Listen, you and I can link up. You can join the club. We've already got Kyle, and if you want to be the newest member of the team, we just go find the craziest shit that we can do, and we go. North Korea is maybe 
the bottom of the totem pole because I just don't know what else we're going to do once we're done running. But you can't do anything. You stuck no. in your hotel room. Go back to but your hotel room and sit. That's what I'm saying. Like, you should sit down until you get on your flight. <laughs> <laughs> you I, you might be able to do a little bit of sightseeing, but you'll be guided tours through all the fake cities, and I kind of want to see that. I, I just want to explore it. Um, it's, it's just cardboard cities. Like oh, North Korea is so amazing. I, I really, I think it is. Um, I'm probably listening to this right now, so be careful. I yeah, think you're I, right. Think back to that movie, The Interview, to where it's like it it looks like it's a full produce shop, but really it's just a facade. I've heard oh. like over in South Korea, like the border, like between North and South, like uh, North Korea and South Korea. Like I heard like the the border in North Korea, they they lighted it up like so it's a whole they put a little a fake city. So when you look from South Korea to North Korea, you're looking at a fake city with like beautiful houses and stuff like that. I don't know if this is true or not, but they literally put up a fake city to display that North Korea is an amazing place when you look at it from the South. And then beyond that is just uh, is pretty terrifying, I guess. We could call we could call Tyler. My buddy over there is a helicopter pilot over there for right now for the U.S. military, and yeah. he's been there for two years. He comes back from his installment over there after two years and two weeks. Ooh, man, yeah, maybe I you want to go back next year then. No, I told him I was like, "Don't you do this, Tyler? Don't you sign this contract?" He's like, "I'm going to Korea." He's <laughs> he's been miserable for two years. That's why I don't I don't really want to go. But so currently on our list right now, Raz and I are doing. The government games. We're also planning on doing Copenhagen uh, or uh, Iron, Man. Iron Man. We're planning on doing Everest. Also, dude, check this out. Have you been any interest in this? Oh, Still need to find like, like me to make some progress in that. In that what in is that, that noise? Oh, are you making that go? Yeah. Oh, it's a this thing. Come on. Tom Hogan, right here. Shit. Sorry, guys, for the delay. Dude, so check this out. This is the row across the Atlantic. Do you want to do this? Yeah, sure. You can talk. Oh, see, that's my problem again. Um, Yeah. Come on, dude. 3,000 yeah. miles in a boat together? We'd have a blast. That would be fun. I would do that as well. I would actually like to go around the world, too, in a boat. Um, Done. Yeah, I don't have a wife, but your wife would probably leave you if you said I'm going around the world in the boat. No, she's pretty understanding when it comes to that. I don't know how long it'll take. I have to do a little bit of research there, but um, I have my sailing license. We, I, I mean, we can get going next week if you want. Well, I guess we have government games, yes. but I have my sailing. After license. the government game, dude, we can leave right from that little bay right there and just go down <laughs> around, have a great time. As, as my career is getting on the outside, I just want to do weirder and weirder stuff. I agree. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. I agree with you. I, I don't really have like regrets. My only regret is that my parents didn't put me in football or something because I should be rich right now. But <laughs> other than that, um, I want to just go explore the world. I want to go do a lot of weird stuff. The greatest chunk of time I've ever had in my entire life, and I'm still mind blown about it to this day, was this opportunity to go do this show, Boundless. And we just started traveling around the world doing all the hardest races. And I failed most of them. Yeah. So on paper, it was this like, really no even even inside of me not just on paper it was very challenging it was emotionally destroying to this show see how like weak and inefficient or in like unable to accomplish these tasks are i was but then i just think about it so fondly like every single day this is the only bike bib that i keep inside my house like i keep all my medals inside the gym but i keep this thing as the one thing i want to go back and finish and it's like the most incredible thing. It's those moments of absolute failure and self-destruction that you're like, this is life. It's so true. Hunter, how, how, well, how well do you think you'd fare on like the TV show, The Amazing Race, where you partner up with somebody else and then you get clues and you've seen the show? Yeah. Dude, I've been trying to get on the show The Challenge. Um, challenge, amazing race, and what is it called? Uh, Survivor forever. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to let me on because I have a pre-existing, like I, I did a lot of television shows up until 2018. They're like, we don't want anybody with a past. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means, but I would love, I would love to do nothing more than that. And now I've got a travel partner, Rasmus. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be great. But um, I really want to keep on going with the flow of this thing. Can can you just give like a brief synopsis, you know, elevator pitch of what the government games are, what you guys are going to be doing when you travel over there, and how long the event is? Easy, we don't know. Um, I mean, really, we it's, don't it's really know. It's MIB. Nobody talks about it. You're just going to do it. 
Basically. No, I mean, we have, like, honestly, we, I, I mean, I was joking, but kind of serious. We really don't know much because we haven't got much information. Now, the only thing we know is, like, what they did two years ago, or, like, what they've done in the past. We were invited wow. We were invited to this competition two years ago. Hunter and I was actually going to be competing against each other on two different teams. Um, okay. Canceled due to COVID. But, How many uh, people are on a team? So, and now we like decided to team up, make it like take the, we took the best people from both of these teams and we combine them into our team. That's basically what it is. Um, but the, what what do you say, Hunter? Like obstacle course, Ninja Warrior, and like CrossFit functional fitness type of problem like, solving, them. Ninja Warrior, and like fantastic feats of strength. Like it's not yeah. really that strong, but like we're pulling a gigantic rope to pull us across this gap, like on like a sled treadmill. You know what we I mean? Think. Like a sled track. But that's what I saw. And then yeah. like another example is they had us all do basically like equivalent of like a Peloton race. Like you're on these stationary bikes or Zwift mm -hmm. and it's all up on a screen and we're all racing each other. Our, your teams are all next to each other and you're seeing a screen in front of you and you're racing. And then another thing is you, you like open up this thing. You have to basically like take all these puzzle pieces and align them together so that the crank twists. And once you start twisting it, it opens up a door and it will allow you to get like poles out and you stick the poles into this thing and then you spin it around. It sounds ridiculous, cool. but okay, here's another one. This is another really crazy feat of strength that I witnessed. You put these harnesses on your shoulders and you all have to charge forward and then press a button. Everyone has to press a button. Now, the thing is, is like, I think based on the way that they design it, you actually have to lock arms. Because it's not possible to do it individually. You have to lift that. the device up. No, 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 no. So, like, imagine there's a box, like, right here. You're okay. charging forward, and there's a button on top of this box. And, like, right when you get here, it's so tight, it's almost impossible to move forward. So I would have to be, like, behind you, pushing you forward to get your button push. Mm, okay. There's a lot of weird stuff, and the, the American Ninja Warrior aspect of it all is like, you know, you'll be swinging, and then you have to, like, grab onto a block here, grab onto a block here. So hmm. my assumption is, and I could be talking out of my ass here, we start Never. at 30, and then we go down to four. 30 to four yeah. people. 30 teams yeah. to four. Really I'm over assuming the course of how many events? Over the course of a day? It's it's one. chopped down is it to day that one many? or event one, Rash? Holy uh, I, I don't... I don't, I mean, I don't think we know that, but I think it's day one. I think it's day one. You got to be a day because there's 30 teams. They're going to take a full day to get like that narrowed down to like four teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my assumption is it's going to be like very big, open, raw type of tests rather than the super dynamic and intense types of tests because you got to understand each and every single one of these lanes that they're putting us through could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to design. Yeah. What you don't know is you just signed up for Squid Games. Two, dude. Yeah, fucking right, dude. I'm gonna turn around on them. I'm like, next thing you know, I'm like, hey guys, follow me. And then all of a sudden, they're in the box. They're like, wait, yeah. how did we get here? I'm like, ah, ha, ha, bitches. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just assuming that it's gonna be raw and more body movement in the beginning. And I could be wrong, but just being that we put on an event for Battle Bunker and the amount of cost it put us. And the amount of logistics it took to put on the obstacle course alone at the end, which is the most complicated thing in the longest period of time. You just can't take 30 times six is 180 people. Yeah. And then you also have, I'm assuming there's female teams there too, right? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Like, that's a good question. I guess we'll find out. But I mean, even 180 people, that's a lot of people to bring through like a course regardless. A ton, dude. Like, I, Set I, up, breakdown, safety, yeah. briefing, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I'm assuming it's going to, I mean, it's three days long, correct? Second, third, fourth, fifth. No, I think it's four days. I think huh. it's second to the fifth. I think it starts on the second, right? It's going to be exhausting. To the fifth. Yeah. You know what the craziest thing that a lot of people don't notice? And this is what I got really good at. Hopefully, luckily the show's not this big. So I don't think any of our competitors are going to pay attention, but people don't get, and you probably get this rash because you did the CrossFit games, how dehydrated you get throughout the day and how little nutrition you get throughout the day. Cause you're just paying attention and you're not doing any, you're just like always focused and you're out there in the hot sun, you're getting drained and literally people will get cooked alive and they'll be fried by the end of the day and you will not recover before the next day. So when I was filming broken skull ranch, I would be the guy 
I started wearing all black tights. Everyone would show up in shorts and shirtless and stuff. They're like, yo, I'm here to fuck you up. And I was like, okay, dude. And I'm wearing clothes, full-blown clothes in the desert because I don't want to get all that sun, um, mm-hmm. all that sun exposure. Yeah. And when, as soon as I was done filming, I'd go back and I'd hide in a van and they'd all be marching around with their shirts off. Like, I'm ready to fuck you up. And they'd be dead by the end of the day. So by the time I got to them, they'd already defeated themselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It really is. Just, it's like there's so many factors going into competing, right? Like, and you're, you're saying one of them, but there's like, there's so many factors and it's so true. Hydration being a big one. Hey, I want to go into, so we got a couple questions for you in the group, but I want to address some of these things. Leslie Winters says cleansing the palate is always fun. Just make sure you properly replenish your hydration after a night of drinking. Nice, Leslie. That was informative. Marshall, why the move back to High Rocks? Um, is that bud, for me? it's for you. That's for you. Uh, <laughs> I I got some poor information, which is probably uh, largely my fault about the qualification process for the boat. So I have to wait a whole another year to kind of compete and actually be able to qualify. So that sucks, and we're gonna we're done crying about it. All right, Marshall. Uh, Marcus Wallace, question for Hunter. He previously said anyone who goes to Europe to qualify a high rock is a pussy. Will he be trying to qualify in Europe? Yes, I will be. Um, (laughs) It's a a double-edged sword on this thing. One, yeah, I do think it's a pussy move for people to go over and qualify, but I'm starting the season a little bit later, and I normally would have qualified through national championships, which would not be a problem, and we're already going over for the the Dubai championships, so – I don't really have a lot of opportunities to compete. The United States has like maybe 20% as many of the competitions as you do over in Europe. And then also, I think it's really important for me to just absolutely dominate and crush souls over there so that people can finally see the dis- uh, the dis- like the difference in the d- race structure over there. I don't have a doubt in my mind if I just have a clean training cycle leading up to this thing that I'll run a 54 over there. So that's my reasoning. Um, other than that, I've got nothing else to say about it. Are you sticking around in Europe for much longer? Oh. Like, would you like to come to uh, High Rocks with us in in Sweden? I mean, I would. I would actually. It would be fun to do one too. Um, but I'm going to Denmark. I'm going to see my family and my my nephew, I guess, for the first time uh, after the competition. And then after that, I am headed back to San Diego because I'm going to meet um, meet up with Lauren. I haven't seen her in like whatever. It's been three weeks now, and when I um, at that point, it's been like a, almost two months. Uh, so this leads us into our next question. Lauren wrote us in said, who's better at CrossFit, you or Lauren? Are you making up that question? <laughs> no. Are you actually, she's not, is he listening right now? Yeah. Oh, well, she sent us a comment. I mean, there, there's just, it's just super simple. Like there, you could just look at the stats. Lauren has her best place at CrossFit games ever was ninth. Mine was eight. I think that's enough. Oh, shit. Straightforward. In, in Fran, who would win? Again, no doubt. It would be me. Yeah, okay. In a one-mile run? Also me. Um, Trying to think. What's a really good workout? Whatever question you're going to ask, I'll say me. <laughs> like, I will. Um, but just don't ask her the same question because I don't think she will agree with all of them. But uh, – no, nah, we're, we're, we're both very competitive. Lauren's very good, obviously. These days, she'll, she'll kick my butt in almost uh, everything, really. Um, but we're both competitive. And, like, uh, I, yeah, Lauren's a really good athlete. And I don't know. It'll, it'll, be, a, it'll be a close fight. If you take her at the, at the best and me at the best, um, I don't know. It'll be a good fight. It's good to have a competitive household. It is. It's healthy. Yeah. All right, brother, man, we are going to head out of this thing. Uh, we just wanted to say thank you so much. Oh, here's some pictures of the government games. Yeah. If anybody wants to get involved with what you're doing, I know you guys have grown strong. You have the clock business. You guys got some supplements. Where should people find you, research you, connect with you on a deeper level? That's a good question. On a deeper level, you want to give my cell phone number so they can call me? Yeah, um, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> the RAS hotline. um no i would say i mean grown strong is really the main place the main thing we we have going on so grown uh g-r-o-w-n strong.com um that's really lauren lauren started that and i i spend a lot of time running it um that's kind of the 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 main thing we we focus on um so i'll check that out and just i don't know tune in like lauren like i do not do much on social media these days like lauren kind of take care of all that for us so 
I, uh, I pub up here and there on, on Lauren's social media, and that's about it. If people are ever interested in listening to what I have to say, usually people don't, though. Do you have an Instagram, Ross? I Ross. do. Um, I, I tag I've, Ross in it all the time, but I don't think he uses it. No, I don't, I don't see it. Um, I'm contemplating what to do with that with that Instagram. I haven't done much. Sell it. I don't know if you – I mean, 50,000 followers these days are like not worth much. So uh, Someone's going to buy it. Uh, when are you going to cut down the mustache? I'm the only guy on the team who has a mustache right now. Well, I mean, we can do it if you uh, if you want to do it. We can just do it tomorrow. We'll this is what we've all been talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. I just got just, just how does Cole's face look? It's getting long. It's getting long. He's complaining about how it's it is. He will get there by the time you go there. He will have a good mustache too. All right. Um, what about Seth and OJ? Have they been growing out their mustaches? I'm pretty sure OJ is as flat skinned as you can get. There's not a single hair on there. Dude, um, he's gonna that immediately makes him the alternate. He can't <laughs> be on, he cannot be on course without a mustache. <laughs> I think that's a single hair on there at all. Um, Seth, I forget. I think he got one going on. I could be wrong, but I think he got I remember him. seeing him last time. He had a little mustache. I was yeah, like, I Yeah, think so. I think so. This shit's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be sad to take it off. It's been a little bit of the, like, I mean, I've been trying to grow it out so I can braid it and uh like Dude, if you want to cut it down and keep the baby braid we and have that. a mustache into a baby braid, like I'll just keep all of this right here. Like, just keep no, 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 dude. We have to have, we have to be in, in unison, dude. What, like, Cole was like, Cole was suggesting the opposite. So, I'll take everything off here. Like, I'll leave, I'll just take a piece off. That's usually suggesting I'll just take a piece off here. So, I'll do the opposite. So, yeah. I'll take it off here and keep everything else. So well, dude, if you cut this out, it would be like a handlebar up into the chin, uh, into mutton chops. Probably pretty dirty. I also think it's long enough where I can almost like I can do some like folders. Yeah, there's a lot of options. I don't know. I'll do whatever we can do. We can play around with it. I'm bringing a pair of scissors with me down. I'll be leaving the house at 3 a.m. When tomorrow? I'll, yep. Okay. That's how yeah, I handle my business, dude. I got to wake up early and I just got to hit the road. That is true. I would not want to hit that melody traffic. How long did it take you to get home the other day? Oh, it was like seven hours. <laughs> Honestly, well, between tra like charging the car and between the traffic, God, it did actually end up taking. It, it did. I think I'm not even guessing it's seven. I think it ended up taking like six hours. I guessing. told you, dude. I was like, don't leave right now. <laughs> All right, peeps. We're out. Um, Ryan, I'll catch up with you soon. Rass, I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. That was fun. Adios. It's a good song. It's from uh, the musical Chicago, but I yeah. tune the uh, I tune the um, we're still on, but I, I I tuned it down just so we didn't get hit with like copyright on YouTube. I, I uh, yeah. yeah makes sense makes sense made a little well, bit it fun. It's been it's been fun, right? And it's good to see you. Like, it's good to meet you. Like I obviously to hear like Hunter calling you all the time, so it's good to put yes, a face sir. to it. Have a all good right. one. Good to see you. All right, bye. Bye.